0: I'm starting to cry. Just to <laughs> Okay. All right. And this is why we can never release the pre-show. No, never the pre-show. Never the pre-show. Okay. Judge Cast.
1: Hello and welcome to Judge Cast. This is episode number. One. 105. My name is CJ Schrader, and with me as always, my two commanding co-hosts. First off, we have Jess Dunks.
2: I am Jess Dunks in my best commanding voice. <laughs> Level three judge from Alabama now. Ooh. Yeah, it's exciting. We've
1: mentioned that, but I can still be shocked about it.
2: Yeah, Alabama. Well, I'm still shocked about it. It's the middle of nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Brian Perlman.
0: Hello, my color
2: identity is white.
0: Yeah, no, it's not.
2: Yeah, can't
0: uh
1: look. Okay, can I say that? Is that is <laughs> that cross the line? Yeah, no, you can not
2: quite, not quite, not quite.
1: Okay, okay, okay. We're good, we're good. You tap, okay, because you're very plain. Yes, right? you tap <laughs>
2: We also have we also have a guest today. Who? Uh, we have the awesome Eric Raging Levine, Ooh. who you may recognize from his various appearances on pro tour coverage.
3: Yes, yeah, I am <laughs> I am sometimes on that. <laughs> I have I have been to the pro tour though, not in not in the way that that would be more prestigious, I guess.
2: Uh you mean like Rob?
3: Yeah, sure. Yeah. I uh I've been I've been on camera during during the finals but not in the not in the good way. So
0: <laughs> I was really hoping you would launch into a like, and you might remember him from such as, you know, I'm—he's Troy McClure. You might remember him from such a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: from such Judge Cats episodes. It's episode number forty-four where we're well, we about actually, investigations. So,
2: so what this episode is actually is, uh, some of you may remember that that Eric Levine used to used to be the organizer for a major major uh, website uh, for events, and this is kind of a "Where Are They Now?" episode. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, I'm in my living room surrounded by magic cards, so everything is pretty similar.
2: (laughs) Uh, No, this is uh, actually, this is going to be an exciting episode for everyone that's not me. It's (laughs) it's our episode on Commander as a Friday Night Magic format, which is... I even gotta admit that's pretty cool.
3: I'm terrified.
2: Uh, I mean, sure, be terrified, but for groups, you know, when um, like four people show up to my Friday Night Magic at a store, I'm running Commander. <laughs> Here,
0: <laughs> here's, here's what terrifies me the most about about F and M Commander. There's all these questions that we get as judges, uh, where we get to where we get to say things like yeah, sure, but that never happens outside of Commander, so we don't have to worry about it at oh, no. FNM or m competitive <laughs> or anything like that. And now, and now...
3: Well, the good news is we have it to already took it. somebody twice as long to take their turn as it will for you to look up whatever it is on the internet, so it's not really a meaningful delay. Yes.
0: I started, last time I played uh, uh, Commander, I was timing how long it took from the end of my turn to the beginning of the next turn. And it was clocking in at about 20 minutes. And Eric, I understand that you've been playing the same game since the last time you were on two years yeah, ago.
3: I've, I've been, it's uh we we've we've dealt we've been playing on Moto, so so we've gone through a few version upgrades. <laughs> but uh for, for because of that I think our timers are bugged and it's just, you know, we're all at like eight hundred life. There's there's nothing to do.
2: That's it's crazy. And I wish that was a true story. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> so. I played a game that felt like that the other day while I was streaming. Do you
2: realize
0: we all talk about, like, there's so many people that are like, oh, I love this format, I love this format, but then when you talk about the turn length, you're like, oh, it's miserable, this is the worst ever. (laughs) Do you think it's, like, some sort of, like, weird Stockholm Syndrome thing, where we're just, like, convinced that we're supposed to enjoy this format? (laughs) Maybe. And so we just think that we do, when in reality, (laughs) it's just, this is the worst ever.
3: (laughs) I love it, like, I, I, you know, I I recognize the downsides, like, the, 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 the game length is definitely the thing that's the... The worst, and if you're board game fans, know that uh, that that player elimination in multiplayer games is bad is considered bad game design these days, and so Commander, of course, is another victim of that. But despite all that, I still really love it. It's it's a ton of fun. It's it's the I think the the now that my my magic deck building brain has been tainted by the competitive universe, it's the only place where I can get goofy and build weird decks and still feel like I'm having fun.
2: I mean, in in Commander, I'm pretty sure we call player elimination the first to escape. right? (laughs) It just feels like a blessing you're like, oh,
0: thank just you it's
1: like oh i get to go get food you comboed off on me thank yeah. you yeah
0: and i don't have to and i don't have to worry about being back in time because who are we kidding you're still yeah. going to be on the same turn in a half hour from now <laughs> or when you sit at a table like where you sit at like a table with like five players and you're like there's you know two pairs and then you're the the, the fifth guy kind of on the end where there's those two people down there at the other end of the table and they're doing something and you don't know what, (laughs) and you really don't care to find out.
3: Yeah, Yeah, it's over there.
0: It's over there. Let me know. And you tell the people next to you, let me know if something important happens. And then you just talk to whoever.
2: Yep, yep. So, as you may have figured out, if you don't know, uh, Commander is a multiplayer format.
1: In general, yeah.
2: Yep. Um, You can can play it one versus one. Um, In fact, there is a whole thing called Dual Commander that I really don't want to get into right now. Good meaning, I will probably touch on at some point. Ask
4: the
3: French judges.
2: Yeah, actually, no, it's really cool. Dual Commander is awesome, but it's just basically it's a different band list. It's designed to be competitive and played one versus one.
3: It feels a lot like. It, it, it feels a lot like you know highlander vintage without right power
2: yeah if i were going to play commander that's probably what i would play um but yeah anyway regular commander as it's known uh is a multiplayer format usually uh and people have fun it's a social thing it's just you know it's for hanging out and having a good time and it's very popular with a lot of magic judges who are you know in their off time or whatever
3: yeah, that was the the first time I ever played Commander was uh, after day one of the first GP I ever went to.
2: Uh, I remember at the at Pro Tour uh, Magic 2015, during our lunch break, I sat down with Paul Baronet and, uh, and we break out our cards and we start playing Magic. And a bunch of judges come up and they're like, you're never going to have time to finish a game of Commander during your lunch break. And we're like, Don't worry, this is modern. <laughs> <laughs> like we're both playing combo decks. We'll be done in time.
1: Uh, all right that's
2: about as close as i get to cool commander stories
1: <laughs> 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 you blew it early <laughs> so let's let's talk about how to play commander because i'm sure there's people out there who don't know and if you do know same thing as the last time we talked about these formats i guarantee you're going to learn something in here at some point i guarantee it or your money back
2: you probably I... not only will you learn something you'll actually learn something that there it's relevant to other formats. Like, there are things to be learned from Did
0: Commander. you start to say, I guarantee that you'll learn something that you didn't know? No. It sounded like you started to say that.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, then.
0: Which, which? Well, no, not you. Oh. Dunks.
2: Uh, I don't know, I might have. I'll have to go back and listen to it.
1: All right, well, we'll pull the tape. <laughs> so, I guess before we start, um, all of Commander, you can kind of get a summary of everything at mtgcommander.net, and specifically, you can get the band list for uh, Commander there, which is important. Um, in addition, Commander uses the vintage banned list. A lot of people miss that line, and therefore Shahrazad Char- is banned. I don't care what some guy told you at your store. Shahrazad is definitely absolutely banned, and I do not have to answer questions about Shahrazad in the any case. that card used to be legal. I don't care. It was sweet. I, uh, it's not I, legal now.
3: <laughs> I bought a signed copy of that card, and uh, it, we got into a situation once where somebody wished, like, somebody knew I was playing Shahrazad, and so they they played a deck with a wish in it, and they wished for a card that was in the main game, and we got really confused. <laughs> You're the worst.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> so. If you're out there, you want to play Commander, what do you do? So first thing you do is you got to pick a, a, a legendary creature to be your... Well, the
0: first thing you go to target. Commander,
1: yeah. Just buy a <laughs> pre-built deck, call it a day. Right, because those just came out.
3: They're really good. They right. are. As pre-cons go, I mean, these. I think this is the, the best set of pre-cons that they've done, but I'll let, I'll let CJ continue telling you how to do it so you can figure out if you want to go out to target and buy them.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so all commander decks are built around this creature, designated as a commander. And a commander must be a, a legendary creature.
2: <coughs> or a or, card that says it could oh, be your commander.
1: Fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. So
0: it must be legendary. Like, uh, there's this there's this legendary dagger from uh, Innistrad block that transforms into a legendary creature.
1: Legendary on the front side or oh. unflipped side if it's a flip card. A legitimate flip card, not a double face card. Aww. Oh, so when it's natural in its natural state, yes, in the wild, it yes. must be a legendary creature. Uh, if so, whatever creature you decide to be your commander, it being a commander is going to be an attribute of the card itself. Um, so if this commander ends up leaving the battlefield or if it gets turned face down, that card is always your commander. Uh, we'll see why this is relevant a little bit later. But uh, the first, the first major thing I think that Commander does differently is the concept of color identity. Who would like to describe color identity to us all?
0: Ooh, yes. Okay, so <laughs> color identity is figured out by looking at the the mana symbols in the cost of the cards up there in the uh, in the right hand corner, plus. Any of the little mana symbols in the rules text of the card or in like color indicators or characteristic defining abilities that affect the color. Okay. So you look I don't at all that
2: there are any of those left that are relevant for Commander, are there? Well, no anyway, it you, matter
0: but when you but when you start talking about um yeah there isn't there isn't really the CDAs that affect color uh I, I can don't, only think of one
2: card that still has one and it's not
0: a legendary it's creature it's not so. a
2: legendary
3: creature right
0: uh yeah was it that that artifact that
2: that's Ghostfire.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Because because you can't have a color indicator for this doesn't have a color.
1: Yeah. No,
0: there's there's one there's one that's like uh, I think there's one that when you uh, when it comes into play, you choose a color and then it's the chosen color. Sure. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: OK. But anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so basically, that's what you figure out the the color identity. Now, this used to not uh, 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 be the case, but they changed it like a year and a half, two years ago, somewhere between two and five years ago. Okay. So you just look at look at all the mana symbols on the basically all the mana symbols on the card minus uh um Stuff like uh, uh, symbols in reminder text, okay? Like, extort is the big one. Like, you have the extort ability, and then parentheses is like, blah, 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 white-black hybrid mana. That doesn't mean it's white and black, okay? You look at extort, you don't pay any attention to any of the stuff that's in italics. Uh, You also don't uh, pay any attention to words, color words. So if it says, if the card says protection from white, protection from black, protection from green, that's not a color identity. Um. Finally, um. If it's a if it's a DFC, it's a if it's a double face card, you use both sides to determine its its total color identity. Uh. This matters mostly for there's like a few cards that change. There's like a, a blue dude that changes red, and then there's garuk Garrett. Uh. Garrick. Sorry. I'll do it every I, episode. I will, just, I will never you know stop. What? That's that's fine. Um. <laughs> Those those cards uh, uh, can change when you uh, change their color. So when you're figuring out what their color identity is to determine whether or not you can put them in your deck, uh, you look at both sides.
1: But Brian, what about the shocklands? Oh, the shocklands! Oh my goodness! You said everything
0: in reminder text. Um. So the shocklands. When you are a forest or a plains, you have implicit rules text on the card that says, you know, little tap arrow thing, colon, add green to your mana pool. So it has a symbol in it implicitly uh, as part of as part of the fact that it's a forest plains. Now, what's what's different about that is cards that um, there are some cards. The fetch lands will say like, "Hey, go get a, a Pluto Delta." Will say, "Hey, go get a swamp or an island." Um, that does not. That's. That doesn't have any color identity impact. Uh, the word swamp isn't a color. Even though it's going to go get something that makes black, it itself is not black. So, Polluted Delta can go in your mono white uh, Kimba deck. <laughs> or, I mean, mean a- you see it. it could, yeah. It could. There's nothing preventing it other than yeah, the it, fact that it doesn't make any sense to do it.
3: I don't know. You might want to play a lot of Fetchlands that even if they don't get anything, you might just want to play them in your Titania decks. So you can get five threes. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. I mean, oh, you play
3: all of them in your Fateful, Hour, your
0: Fateful
2: Hour EDH decks. So you can get down to five. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Got it. Broke the <laughs> format. Does the Fateful Hour EDH deck also have Form of the Dragon? Because that's amazing. That's my <laughs>
3: other my other idea involved uh, Chromatic Lantern, Fetch Lands, and and uh, uh, Baron Glory, but but that that one's pretty out there.
2: It's kind of deep, sir.
3: Yeah, it's a little much even for me.
2: Uh, and to be clear, uh, that rules change uh, brand happened uh, back. And I want to say September of 2011.
3: Okay. That was a really good. That was so, a really good change.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um,
3: so We've lots talked- of people wanted to play like Felon of Havenwood, and it was just like, or Memnar, their commander's yeah, like, Memnar
2: no, as their commander is like, a
3: commander, yeah. Like you can't. Why? Because it's got mana in its rules text that it doesn't have in its cost. Yeah. Well, that's awful. Yes, but those are the rules, and now they're not. Hooray. So, so, so to be
0: completely clear and bring it all back together. Um, the, your color identity, you figure out what the color identity of your general is, and then the cards, the rest of the cards in your deck cannot be outside that general's color identity, the colors within that general's color identity. Right.
2: and they can be colorless, but they can't have colors
1: that are not in the, the identity. Including, yep. including hybrid. Including hybrid.
3: I had an argument with uh, Mark Rosewater about that at Worlds in Memphis where he was just – his argument was basically, but we should be able to play Kitchen Finks in a mono green deck because that's what the people who designed the card wanted. And the counter argument from basically everyone else talking to him was effectively too bad you don't run commander and I kind of thought well eh, that's too bad like I think it would be cool to be able to play kitchen Finks in, in a mono green or mono white deck but yeah it
1: is what it is I get his argument I, I think I mean I think the reasoning is uh, just a little cleaner how it is right now right um
3: yeah it's just it makes everything you you don't have to go but if it's hybrid you just go no if it's got another color you don't play
1: it yeah but for people who don't follow mark rosewater obsessively and may not know hybrid basically is this is something both of these colors can do whereas gold is usually going to be you know a little bit of this color plus a little bit of that color so it it does make sense for hybrid cards to be okay in decks with only half the thing but right who cares
0: but but (laughs) philosophically you look at and you're like well yeah sure okay so i put kitchen finks in my mono green deck i now have a white creature in my mono green deck
1: yeah that's true yeah yeah
0: and that just that's that also seems wrong as well yeah
3: there's there's two sides to it definitely
0: I, I think it's think good it's, the way it is. I think it's funny that you can that the that the rules committee for something as popular as Commander can can basically say neener neener to Watsy over something like <laughs> that. Yeah,
1: we should actually mention that because the rules committee is a completely separate organization. Well, not completely. I think some people from Watsi are on the rules committee, but you know, Wizards does not make the rules for Commander, and they do not make the man list.
2: Uh, yeah, like when the rules committee said that planeswalkers couldn't be commanders. You know, that's. Oh wait. <laughs> they <laughs> Wait, have some
1: stuff commander products i think
0: yeah the like you look at uh if you look at in the new in the new sets that have come out you know there's uh there's frost titan there's grave titan there's sun titan there's there's no uh primeval titan mm-hmm. weird mm-hmm. funny thing funny thing there's also no uh uh what is it inferno titan is that the is that the red titan yeah yeah, yeah cuz he's
3: just insane because yeah, the red deck, titan... it's okay. The red deck got Worm Coil Engine instead. So right. fine. He got
0: the colorless
3: Titan. So, oh
1: well. All right. Sundering
0: so so... Titan. <laughs> okay. No Sundering Titan. No Sundering
1: <laughs> no Titan. <laughs> thundering titan. Uh, so, I've gone out there. I've picked my commander. It's Sliver Queen, obviously. Woo. What's next? How do I build my deck? Me
2: more of a of it. You,
1: you put zero slivers in it just to screw it. I through. hate <laughs> I'm playing i am
0: play this general just for the colors.
1: My sliver yeah, deck we... has disenchant in it, and it's the picture of Hannah from the Weatherlight destroying oh. the sliver. Because it has a sliver on it. Otherwise it wouldn't even be in the deck. Like
3: that's also labor cast. <laughs> also the definite definitively the best disenchant. Well, sure, I think we can all agree with that. Close. Yes. Is that that's, actually Hannah
0: destroying a slip? I mean, uh, yeah. I knew it was yeah. that's Hannah, huh? Yeah, it's Hannah. All right. She's not dead at that
1: point. She's still alive. Oh, spoilers. Whoa.
2: Whoa. <laughs> oh my god, we got two Vorthoses on the same podcast. <laughs> We're so screwed.
1: Um If you guys
3: want to have a weatherlight saga podcast,
1: call me. Oh, let's do it. It's just gonna be me and CJ. Oh, oh man. I've read those novels. No no, no. time. But I mean,
2: you and CJ and Brian and I will just MST three K the entire thing.
1: You
2: <laughs> <laughs> you you say, you say that. But we had a conference.
0: I'm, I'm going off. We had a conference yeah. up in Tallahassee a few a few months ago, and driving back, I discovered that I had two Worthoses in in the car with me. And I just started asking them questions and it started out as kind of legit and then it just kind of became trolls and they couldn't tell. So <laughs> I was just like I was like, explain Urza's, Urza's head to me. And they're like, Oh, well, and is this and his eyes are gems? His, and I was just like, How
3: his eyes are power stones?
0: How does that make sense? And they're just like, Oh, well, it makes sense because hey. of blah blah blah. Yeah, they never actually just like Gave up and said magic. They kept trying to explain it. And uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was really looking for just the whole.
1: Okay, just, that's just fine. Magic. Back then, planeswalkers only had bodies because they willed it to be so. Yep. That's how he can live as a disembodied head. He doesn't need the body. There's, there's an instance in the novel where he turns around by just kind of doing that thing where you just force your face through your head all the way to the back like a game glitch. Because <laughs> he forgot to physically turn around. He just.
3: He's too busy doing something else in the blind Jeez. eternities. Because why not?
1: Jeez, you were asking the wrong people, Brian.
3: I is that apparently is that a so? Real
1: thing? Is that a real thing? Yeah, where yeah. So just...
3: A lot of the answers to those questions are because planeswalkers.
1: Yeah, because they were gods. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're just they're just unkillable gods for fun.
1: And now they can be your commander. <laughs> Some of them, five of them, only oh, five. Yeah, of
2: them. There, there are specific Planeswalkers that have the, the rules text, since we're on the topic, yeah. not to be confusing, no. that have rules text that say, this card can be your commander.
1: Yeah, I don't get like how like wizards release these five cards and then people are like, oh, with now we can have any pla- Planeswalker be our commander. And it's like, yeah, these starts sure. straight, say it. It's like, it's like Relentless Rats comes out and then I'm like, oh. The four of rule is gone. I guess like, yeah. it makes no sense.
3: I'm like, oh, I can have Jace the Mind Sculptor as my commander. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Is Jace the Mind Sculptor named Doretti Scrapswan? I'm pretty sure it's not. That's that's weird. Uh, How did that happen?
1: get us along here, so if I'm building my deck, um, it's got to be a hundred card deck total. So I'm gonna put about forty lands in there, and then. So that's, my that's 100 cards,
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, and then I'm looking for 59
2: slivers. Yeah, not more than 100. You need 99 cards and a commander. Yeah,
1: and 59 slivers.
2: <laughs> you can do it. I oh, 58
1: it. slivers and one disenchant, because you got to have an instant in there. That's basically my sliver deck. I'm not even lying. Like, that's... what
0: about what about that ar- artifact that made slivers? The the rep- riptide replicator. Was that
1: it? Uh, yeah, it lets you choose a creature type.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's choose yeah. sliver.
1: That's because the, the Riptide scientists are the ones who cloned the Slivers on Dominaria. Well, yeah, anyway. Slivers. So uh, uh, Commander is also a singleton format, and that means you can't have more than any one card. Um, am I saying that right? Name. Yeah, with the same name in your deck. Other and different.
3: Other than basic lands. Other than basic lands. And Relentless Rats and Shadowborn Apostle.
1: Yes. Um, and then someone in the show notes here put Highlander, there can be only one, get it. And no, <laughs> I didn't before this point. Uh, oh, seriously? I never understood it? why Highlander was in there. <laughs> Yeah. So the
2: format when used the format... to be called Elder Dragon Highlander. For those that don't know, and and that was called Highlander because of the show Highlander. There could be only one. No, you could the only have show one Highlander.
0: What's you, you
1: <laughs> yeah, the show your, Highlander. You and your USA Network crap. You know so, those the Star movie, Trek movies, the
3: movie.
0: starring
1: Chris Pine. You know. <laughs> oh i
3: hate you so much <laughs> uh, the movie <laughs> yes it was it was highlander after that and then elder dragons because of the elder dragon legend creatures from legends like yeah. arcady's sabbath
0: yes
1: and that was the first card Pala- i ever bought
3: palladium wars and chromium
1: i was like that dude Nick- costs three colors so he must be v- good
3: <laughs> victus asmati Are and of blind? course og nickel bolas right yes
1: he killed the who other, makes
3: you discard dragons. your hand yes he's, he's just sitting, he's sitting back chilling reading a book yeah how did we get from like you know <laughs> hanging out in the library reading you know reading a book smoking a pipe nicole bolas to taking over the multiverse nicole bolas like
2: where did we go wrong <laughs> well you you remember those this remember is actually those? one giant anti-smoking ad Hold on. <laughs>
0: Those old Looney Tune cartoons where it had like the sheep dog and trying to get the sheep, and it had the wily coyote, and like they'd come on shift, they'd clock in, oh yeah, they... and, <laughs> and then they'd start fighting, and then they'd clock out, and they'd be all friends, buddy buddy, and like go off to their house. That's Nickel Bolus right there. He clocks in, he's evil overlord, you know, plotting and scheming, and then he's like, up oh, o'clock, clock out. Hey honey, hangs his hangs his little stone thing on the shelf,
2: kisses the kids. Okay, if they ever print Nicol Bolas after hours, I'll, I'll make that commander deck. All right.
1: all right, let's try to get through three bullet points before the next tangent. Let's, let's do this as a, as a I don't team. Know
2: I don't know if it's been this bad since our StarCraft podcast. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, so in commander, you start the game with 40 life. That's why it takes forever. And your commander, he starts in the, or she, or it, starts in the uh, command zone. So we'll once again we'll circle back up to that in just a little bit, but that command zone, not just for emblems. Or I guess yeah I guess it's I mean, really it's really the opposite.
2: For for a lot
3: of people it's just for emblems. for Jess it's really just for emblems. Yeah. Um oh. yeah,
2: it's just for emblems and it really confuses people when you play command tower in legacy. <laughs>
0: I mean you can. Commander's sphere. Now the zone is always there in every game yeah, you play.
2: No, you just you play Command Tower Legacy, and people go, "What does that do?" And you go, "It uh, it adds one mana of any color of my commander's color identity to my mana pool." <laughs>
4: you know what? My commander. It's color identity. my commander. Any,
2: any, it says right there. It adds one mana of any color from my commander's color identity. What's your commander's color identity? Oh, I'm, I'm not going to answer that. I don't know <laughs> You, you
4: can
3: ask a judge if you want. That,
0: that's, <laughs> that's,
2: that's derived information. I don't have to <laughs>
0: help you with
1: that. I won't You count.
3: play you play that thing that lets you roll the planar die again? <laughs> Just, like, go all in on this? All right,
1: now it's a tangent. It wasn't a tangent before the point, because the word command was in there. <laughs> Which said planar die. All right, yeah, once you said planar <laughs> die, yeah, like, okay, you is that one tangent? Up point, DJ. All yeah. right, so... Um, Start the game at 40 life. I draw my card a se- hand of seven cards. Can anyone tell me the official mulligan role for Commander? And I don't think a lot of people know this, honestly.
2: I actually can, and I have a funny story about this. Oh,
1: please do. Sweet.
2: So, for Commander... Now, you might correct me. I might actually be wrong about this, but my understanding for Commander is that instead of normally mulliganing, what you do is instead you look at your hand and you go, I want to play Hearthstone. Uh,
1: <laughs> and you... <laughs>
2: Exile.
1: I thought you were talking about the card Hearthstone that lowers the cost of activated abilities by no, one, no, no, which no. is also in my Sliver deck.
2: I was just saying was it's closer say, to yep. Hearthstone Anyway, you look at your seven cards, you decide what you don't want, you exile those, and then you draw one less than whatever you exile. So if you're like, I don't like these two cards, you throw them away, and you draw another one, and then you shuffle the exiled cards back into your deck. Is that right?
1: Well, so you can repeat that exiling as many times as you like. Um, right. But you can And then after you keep. The back. And then after it's all done, yep, you shuffle them. Um, you shuffle all the exiled cards. Back into your library. And that's that's just meant to speed things up a little bit. M- my yeah. funny
2: story is I had to correct somebody at the last pre-release I played in because they thought that was how you mulligan because they had only played Commander. Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's that is funny.
2: And I'm just like, my my brain about exploded right there. Well well, I mean
0: it's it's understandable you get those people that learn how to play playing duel of the planeswalkers and they always think they get the free mole. Right. Yep. Anyway, so It's understandable.
1: Sure. No, it's funny that he was actually taught the correct Mulligan rule for Commander because most people I've ever met don't actually do it. It's not
0: very widely used,
1: quote unquote, correct way.
0: Why? So why have if? Because when people play casually, if no one uses it, why is this the official
3: rule? Okay. This is. I don't have. That's not a. I don't have a good answer for that. Like it's. It's. It's a a bad one.
2: I have an answer.
3: Probably. I don't know if it's
2: right, but I have an answer. Because that way of mulliganing is vastly superior, and the guys who invented Commander were like, we're just going to mulligan this way because it's better.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's better in terms of speed. It's not it's also, better in terms... I don't think it's better in terms of having a productive game. I, thought I think it was it's better
2: in terms of lowering variance, and you need to do that in, in Commander. Yeah, I thought
3: it had something to do with preventing... Com- like,
0: searching up your combo pieces, or, or or something along those lines. I think there was, there was some element of where you just can't mull until you get your combo
3: yeah i mean in a singleton format mulligan is like akin to tutoring for free at the start of the game or just like you know just digging into your deck to try to find stuff
1: yeah but this
2: actually makes it more likely to find all your cards
3: yeah, I guess if you have one, you have, if you have your, your Dead Eye Navigator, right, you can get rid of the other six cards in your hand and hope that one of the next five is Mystic Snake.
2: Well, Or not only that, but if, if none of them are the cards that you need, you ship them all and you know you're not going to draw those in your next six.
3: Exactly. I don't know, it's, it's an interesting rule. I've Maybe. played with it quite a bit, but I, I tend to favor the just like... We're we're all friends here. Let's just mulligan until we like don't be a jerk about it. Just mulligan until you have a hand that you can play Magic the Gathering. Oh, better.
0: it sounds like you play with reasonable people. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's terrible. No, it's great. I it's it's important, I think. Yeah. But on, on Moto it's just oh no holds barred. You first mulligan's free and then after that just, just lose cards.
1: Oh yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah. So you so Moders you just is. do normal mulligans except you get one free one. Yeah, you get well, you get the multiplayer free Yeah, game. yeah. So
0: in all in all, I guess that needs to be said in multiplayer games you get a free a free mull to seven.
1: Except commander officially speaking.
2: And, really? And in all games in all again except commander all formats where it's a single game match.
1: Yep. Hmm. Good old 2 at a giant. Yeah. And for those also, of
3: you about to take a judge exam, <laughs> you
1: yeah. know, and studying up your 2 headed a giant rules. We got a good episode on that one. Nice. Alright, so, moving on. If you would add a mana of a color, not in your commander's color identity to your mana pool, you get a colorless mana instead. That's another rule for a commander. Um, so I can't just, uh, what's the word, Volition Reigns, Jess's Forest in my mono black deck, and then expect to tap it for green. Um, so another example is Urborg term Tomb Term of Yardmarth. <laughs> uh reads, each land is a swamp in addition to its other land types. So this is legal for any commander deck because of what we were talking about earlier. It just says swamp. It doesn't have any mana symbols in it. Um, and it's not active while it's not on the battlefield. But when you play it, all your lands become swamps. And if you're not in a, a mono black or a, a commander deck with black in it, if you were to tap one of your quote-unquote swamps for black mana, you would get a colorless instead. Um, this is a replacement effect. So sometimes it causes weird things to happen
2: uh i can't think of anything but i'll believe
1: you well
0: like there's a there's a there's an enchantment that says like all lands tap for black yeah okay and you're uh uh you're not playing a a black deck you're playing a mono red deck uh all your lands now tap for colorless
3: celestial dawn is a is a is a decent example of this um and and uh and can, or when it gets donated it can be ugly or uh contamination i think is the I think, yeah. Is, yeah that's is what the Brian card you're talking about. about i was i was
0: looking for contagion and yeah. and not finding it but yeah
3: that's the that's the minus 2 minus 1 counters with the cat on
0: it yeah it is <laughs> which is which is why i wasn't saying the card name because i was like this is biddy kitty <laughs>
1: not not what i'm looking for i just typed biddy kitty into magiccards.info
3: both of those cards by the way are like super bad manners in commander in my opinion not bitty kitty the other two (laughs) but i have opinions
1: yeah i
2: I agree (laughs) see i don't like i don't like this this is really why i don't like commander it comes down to this i don't like a format where it's totally legitimate to say playing that card is just bad manners
3: well, I think it's it's I don't know if we want to get into the, this yet, but it's it's very contextual based on the people you're playing with. Right. It's kind of a yeah, it's like a social contract thing. But I you guys probably want to talk about that after we after we dig into the, the rulesy
1: stuff. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I like the social
2: contract aspect. Yeah. So what? So what? Sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry about that. Continue.
1: No, that's it for the color uh, for ta- adding mana of any other color to your mana pool. All right. Let's talk about casting your commander. How, I love doing that. How's that work? I mean, he's out uh, there in the command zone, so that's weird. Well, you take your fishing pole. If you pull it back <laughs> real far, oh. you throw it out.
3: Maybe that's how they do it in Alabama.
1: Yeah.
2: that's. But, uh, it's, uh,
3: I don't know. I don't know why that would be.
2: That's how you cast that their commander. So,
0: so you, you, you cast your commander. You can cast it like, you know, like you cast a normal card that is in your hand, but it's not. Um. And you can you can if he uh, each time you cast him because there is a way to get him back. Are we, are we ready to talk about? That? Yeah, we'll talk whatever you want to talk about. Time. We'll talk about that in a second. OK, um, he can go back into his little. I, I've, I described it as the command zone as the hidey hole or maybe his tent because <laughs> he's a commander. Sure. And he um, when he comes out of his hidey hole or his tent. You gotta pay the first one's free, like drugs, and then after that, you gotta pay two colorless more each time after.
1: Yeah, so when Brian says the first one's free, he means you still have to pay the original mana cost of the commander.
0: Right, right. There is no additional cost. You pay him, so if you're playing your Isamaru Hound of Conda deck. Nice. For your general who's who costs one white. First time out, he's one white. And then something happens to him, which we'll talk about in just a second. To send him back to the command zone. When he comes back out of the command zone, come out, comes out of his hidey hole, you got to pay two more. And that's because he just got curb stomped back into the command zone. And he's a little more hesitant to come out. So you got to coax him with a little bit more mana each time. I
3: like to think of it. Yeah. I like, I like to think of it as the Batcave. Because every time Batman, Batman, he goes out, he gets beat up. He, he goes back into the Batcave, he comes out, he's got the Batmobile again, but it's got like three more rocket launchers on <laughs> it or whatever, because Batman's superpower so is money.
1: So it's a little more expensive, though. Yeah. Gotcha. The
3: more expensive
1: Batmobile. Nice.
3: So your
2: commander has more rocket launchers?
1: Yes. yes. That makes sense. <laughs> well, well,
3: depending on some of the some of the commanders, the like the commanders from last year's pre-cons, they have more rocket launchers the more times you cast them. Yeah. Or kobolds or whatever.
0: Yeah. So, so the same thing. So, uh... uh s- so why we were talking about bringing him out of the command zone multiple times like how does he get back into the command zone what's what's the what's the key there
3: Well that's what makes that's what makes commander so special is whenever you're, whenever your commander would go to your graveyard or get exiled from anywhere like your hand, the library, the battlefield, the stack, whatever it is you can decide, hey, I don't want my commander to go to the Graveyard or Exile. I'd like to send my commander back to the Command Zone so that I can cast it again. Yep. Now, there's, a, there's a couple things I, I didn't say. You noticed I said Graveyard or Exile. I didn't say if it gets bounced to your hand, because if it gets bounced to your hand, well, there it is in your hand. If you don't want it in your hand, tough. There it is. If it gets sent to the bottom of your library or shuffled into your library, also tough. Go find it.
0: <laughs> yep which is which is a good reason in my opinion not to put your commander in a different color sleeve.
1: Yeah, you got to keep a regular sleeve around. It's also a good reason to hate anyone that plays uh hinder.
2: I think mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> or or the what it is is it's a good reason to play tunnel vision in your deck. That's what it is. <laughs> the, the big the big commander cards.
0: There was there was a game I played with somebody where they didn't actually have the the real oh, card. God. They just had the big one and then someone played hollow burial. <laughs> And we just kind of like looked at the guy, and he's just like, "I, I only have the big, the big card.
3: What do I do?" Oh, that so is wonderful.
0: We call this a basic land and a sharpie, right? Yep. that's exactly what we did. I was like, "Well, there's the draft land box right over there."
3: You are now the proud owner of a forest. Yep. Um uh, It says Tough
2: Fairy on it. So actually, uh, there is one interesting thing I want to talk about with. Uh, with the commander going back to the command zone, because um, there's some weird stuff that could happen there, and I'm specifically thinking of a card called Balthor of the Defiled. Yeah! Uh, and Balthor of the Defiled it has a, an activated ability... That uh, requires, in addition to a mana cost, it requires you to remove him from. I'm sorry, it requires you to exile him. <laughs> yes. And uh, when you exile him, each each player returns all their black and red card uh, creature cards from their graveyard to play. But that's not the important thing here. The point is that the cost is to exile it. So the question is, if you would activate that ability and you want to put him in the command zone, can you? And if you do, is it, does the ability still happen? Oh, interesting. Oh,
4: good
0: lord. <laughs> I did not consider that. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> Because there's there's some rule about, like, if you pay a cost and you start to pay it and then it gets replaced with something else, you're still considered to have paid it.
2: Right. Yep. Even though you're choosing to put it in the command zone, it's still a cost that's being replaced by a replacement effect. <laughs> so the cost is still paid. And you still get the effect. Did you just learn something, CJ? I don't know. I probably already knew that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: did you learn something that you didn't already know?
2: <laughs> I,
1: don't, I don't know <laughs> if I knew that or not. <laughs>
2: He learned something he's unsure whether or not he knew.
1: I don't know if he mentioned this, but the, uh, the the going to the command zone, that is a replacement effect. Did we say that? Yes. I know. Oh, so well, I know we just did. Okay. Right. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. We didn't explicitly state it. So uh,
0: it works. It works the same way as any other replacement effect. Uh, So you get to decide the order in which you're going to apply them. You know, right. If you've so if
2: there's two, like, yeah. Uh. So you get to decide which one to apply next. What's that? You, get, you you don't actually decide the order because oh, sorry, which sir, one you apply right. could change them. You decide which right, one to right. apply next, and then you, you look at it, it and apply next
1: again and keep going. Yeah, Correct. so a good example, uh, the Wheel of Sun and Moon. So it says if a card would be put into Enchanted Player's Graveyard from anywhere, then say that card is revealed and put on the bottom of that player's library. Um, if your commander is killed, well, you get to order them, and you would probably prefer to put that commander in the command zone, which you could do first, and then the replacement effect of Wheel of Sun and Moon would no longer apply. That is one example.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So a couple more things about casting your commander. Um, and Brian Brian covered this. So I want to make it clear because I'm don't, i not sure if everyone understands this. It's not every time you cast your commander. It's every time you cast your commander from the command zone. So if your commander gets bounced back to your hand and you just cast him again for his normal cost, uh, that's fine. But that little counter that says, hey, you have to pay two more each time, that only goes up when you cast your commander from your command zone. Uh, also, and like Brian said, um, it's just like the card is in your hand. Well, for most purposes, it's like the card is in your hand for casting it. So, you know, the first step is putting it on the stack, blah, blah, blah. Right. But... You
0: didn't cast it from your hand, so phage kind of sucks. Yep. Yeah,
1: phage sucks a lot. But um, things like cost reductions, they matter. Cost additions, um, well, I mean, the commander tax is a cost addition. Uh, if your commander has flash, you know, all that stuff applies. So you can you can flash it in. Cool things like that. Yep. Guys. If your yeah. commander has suspend.
2: Mm. Uh, uh are what there any commanders
3: supposed to suspend? Ith high arcanist.
2: Ah, I learned something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Not a terribly popular commander, but a an eligible choice all the same.
2: Alrighty then. Alright.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Okay, suspend. Yep. If you could begin to cast this card by putting it onto the stack from your hand, you yep, may pay exactly. the cost. Okay, because when That's... you said that I was like I was like, I don't think I yeah, know that
2: works so good
3: you know that's that's why it was a question and not a not an answer okay
2: (laughs) oh i thought that was a statement yeah i
3: don't don't know
2: that that works i agree with brian i'm not sure that works
3: well no i know that it does it does
2: not i I didn't think it works (laughs) i quickly looked
0: it up and i was like no that doesn't work
3: yeah it's it's a it's a that's why it's a bad
0: one Yeah.
1: However, if you Thanks, did. Thanks, I was
0: just checking. Thanks, JMK. Okay.
1: But you're talking about doing it from suspending it from the uh, command zone, right?
0: Yes. No suspend from the command zone. But
1: anymore. if it was in your hand and you suspended it, you could put it in the command zone. With time counters. With time counters.
3: Yeah. With its time counters.
0: And it would
1: work, right? But then yep. you would still have to, you would, your commander tax would still increase. Is this all correct?
0: Yep. No. No, I don't think you can. No. O- I think you can only remove the time counters if it's in like to be suspended. You have to be in exile with time counters on you. Okay.
1: So yeah, you're right. So
0: the the removing of it's it's basically I like went
1: too deep. I went too deep. <laughs> uh,
3: the loop is closed. It's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Hey, but while we're talking about this, we should talk about that um uh obsidat that little trick. Oh yeah. So obsidat reads not a not mau Here we go. At the beginning of your st- end step, excuse me, at the beginning of your end step, you may exile Obsidat. If you do, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of your next upkeep. It gains haste. So, uh, say you do something like, I guess Whip of Erebos is the current flavor for this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Unearth it in any way, but Whip of Erebos says return to our creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step. If it would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. Activate this ability only anytime you can cast a sorcery. so, um, say, oh, geez, we don't even really have to talk about that. Really, the, the weird part about opposite is you can exile it into your, well, quote unquote, exile it into your command zone. And that's fine. And it will come back during your next turn um, during your upkeep. And then the whip makes it a little weirder, but most of the time you're not gonna let your Obsidat yeah. die.
0: And it's it's because it's because the because it's looking for it with, with Obsidat's ability, you're looking for it not in exile, you're looking for it in the place that it went.
3: Right. Because it only it only changed zones one time. Yeah. If it had gotten put in the command zone and then somehow got like put in your graveyard after that, then it'd be like, Where's Obsidat? I don't know.
0: Uh, I'm looking for it in in the command zone now because that's where it went as a result of my ability.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Cool. I think that's everything about casting commanders and their replacement effect. Oh,
0: one thing. One more thing about the replacement effect. I was wrong. Okay. <laughs> and this is this is Bane obnoxiousness. Okay. Um. Cj is playing. Cj, what's your favorite commander? Uh, Sliver Queen. Sliver Queen. All right. So Cj is playing Sliver Queen. I drop a Mindslaver and take CJ's turn. On CJ's turn, I make him sacrifice Sliver Queen because I'm controlling his turn. Now, Sliver Queen is going to go to the graveyard. Who gets to determine whether or not it goes to the command zone or not?
1: Me? Well,
0: oh, I, 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 I Mindslavered you.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> I forgot about the Mindslaver. I mean, I have <laughs> so. that disenchant. I thought I, thought I was safe. <laughs> I activated it in
0: response. No, then been playing yeah, cross that, that's you.
1: You're making all. Should have
0: been playing cross and Grip. I should have been. You should have been. There, there's your 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 sticking to a theme really hurt you there. <laughs>
1: yeah. But so yeah, that's you because you're you're making all my decisions for this turn. Yeah.
0: Dance, my little puppet, dance. Yes, <laughs> I get to decide, and I'm probably going to put it in the graveyard. Probably.
1: I don't know because I have patriarchs bidding and all that crap. Anyway. Um, so, Commander has a weird state-based action, um, and it basically states that if you take damage from My Sliver Queen three times, you will lose the game as a state-based action. Yep, uh, just three times. Also commonly known as, if you take 21 damage oh. from any individual Commander... Combat damage. Combat, combat damage, damage. damage, yeah. Yes, that's very important. It's combat damage from any individual Sorry, is it? Um, yes. General damage is really
0: quite specific. Yeah.
2: So that's actually uh, something I wanted to bring up <laughs> is that you're going to hear people refer to this as general damage as opposed to commander damage, which it actually is, because uh, commanders used to be called generals bef- w- before the name changed to commander from Elder Dragon Highlander. Uh, uh, which
0: why did why did the name change? Because of the whole Highlander IP thing. Yep. And that's 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 it.
3: I had a player. I had someone on the internet try to tell me the other day that uh, that Commander and EDH were different things. Yeah. And his justification was basically that uh, EDH is the cool format that me and my buddies play, and Commander is the crap that all of you do. It uh, boiled down to that. I was like, okay, cool. Have fun.
1: See ya. <laughs> uh, I didn't finish that SBA. You lose the game. Oh. If you take 21 damage from any individual commanders. That doesn't mean... Take 21 in damage like I take, I don't know, 20 from Brian's commander and one from Jess's commander. I have to take 21 damage from one particular commander. Uh, this is why earlier we talked about being a commander is this is the uh, it's an attribute of a card. Because if a commander gets turned face down, for example,
0: like a chrome, the red chroma.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. You can play <laughs> legendary creatures more if you could play them face down. Because like we said, it's, it's like. Uh, It's like in your hand, yeah. Um, But anyway, um, if my commander is face down, that's still my commander, and it's still going to do two points of commander damage. Um, It's a weird little thing. And if I clone my commander, well, that's not—it's not copyable. It's that specific card. Is my commander nothing else is my commander or has the properties of my commander
0: all right i have i have a question about the 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 life change thing sure okay um cj's been attacking me he's attacked me twice with his sliver queen his seven seven sliver queen i've taken 14 commander damage and then i rip off the top platinum imperion (sighs) which says my (laughs) life total can't change that's funny and I slam that down on the table, um, and it gets tapped for whatever reason. And CJ attacks again.
1: With well, you can only block with slivers.
0: But oh, okay, yeah, right. Don't, and to they're don't, <laughs> fly, don't worry they're about flying, that. They're flying, and they have shadow yeah, and yep. all that other stuff. Right? Um, Frenzy and uh, Absorb One.
3: <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> At least um, they're not poisonous.
1: No, they're not poisonous. That one's okay. not in there.
0: Okay, a poisonous one. Um, yeah. So, uh, so what happens when that when the the absorbing sliver queen hits me? Uh, nothing happens, right? I've I've defeated his his commander damage loophole.
3: Brian, Brian, I'm so what? sorry. I'm so sorry to tell you this, but but you're dead. What? What? You died. You died. No. But so so platinum Empyrean... My life total can't change. Your life total can't change. But, but you can still take damage and you did take damage. It's just that damage didn't result in a change of your life total because there was this big robot that was just like, nope, you can't, I'm not letting you, but you still died. It's very sad. Sorry. We'll mourn your passing.
0: Yeah. Planet angel though. The other yeah. platinum, the good one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll save me.
1: It will that'll, save That'll you. keep you keep you alive. There's
0: that whole article about that.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, harmonic sliver just kills it. I got sliver for everything. My commander's yeah, yeah, but, actually sliver. What
2: actually? What that's a good question. Though, what happens if you have a platinum angel and then you take 21 damage from an individual
1: commander? And then you kill the angel
3: so the rule the templating of the rule is that if you have been dealt 21 points of combat damage by a particular commander during the game that player loses it says that player loses a game um so anytime state-based actions are checked it's like oh has this happened to you it has oh you're dead
1: right but you don't lose because you have the angel
3: Right, but if the angel goes away, yeah. the, the next time state right. based actions get checked, you're dead. So it's it's not
0: like the death
3: touch state-based
0: action. Right. Yeah. Is is kind of the key word. Death touch is kind of like it checks, but then if it if you get through that gate, it kind of doesn't pay attention anymore. You know, yeah. It
1: loses its, its death touchiness after that first check
2: your wounds healed right no it's not like that
1: all right so who added this next bullet
2: i'm actually so i'm a little confused though to to, seriously legitimately confused
1: um so we have a state-based action Uh that
2: says that you should lose the game Uh right and then you can't right so why doesn't the state-based action then just say you have to lose the game again
3: the same how does platinum angel work at all then right because if
2: I'm at oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm, I'm confusing this with, with the state trigger
1: thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I was lost for a second. Yeah. It's all good.
1: All right, we're good. We're back. So I don't know who added this next bullet point, but I definitely don't want to talk about it. So... No? Go. Sounds oh, like it's all. you.
0: Scepter. It's all good. Okay. What's that? Jester's Scepter. Is that what it is? That's there was, one. There, there that's was another... I think it was like... Is it Praetor's Grasp? Yeah. That, yep. Prater's grasp. Okay. So, so basically, let, me, let me look up. Let me look up Prater's grasp. I think I'm gonna have to learn how to spell Prater real quick. P R A E. Yep. Okay. So Prater's grasp is a card that says search, search target opponent's library for a card and exile it face down. That player then shuffles his or her library. You may look at that. Uh, you may look at and play that card as long as it remains exiled. And I guess. The, the, the rules committee or whatever thought it'd be really, really mean if you could tuck, let's uh, stick someone's commander in their library and then cast Praetor's Grasp to go get their commander because then it gets exiled face down. Now you can look at cards that you exile... Um, uh, let's see here, can you look at... No, when you exile cards face down you don't get to look at it unless the card says you can. But this right. one says you may look at it and play that card. So uh, it does say... So there's a rule that says... If a card is put into the exile zone, face down from anywhere, and you're allowed to look at it, you have to. And if it's a commander owned by another player, it gets put in the command zone. It's not a choice. It's not the replacement effect. It just goes. So what this does is this effectively means if you go Praetor Grass, if you Stick somebody's commander in their library, and then you cast Praetor's Grasp, or what was that other card? The, the, the Scepter?
3: Jester's Scepter, yeah. Jester's Scepter. The top five cards of their library, yeah. face down. And,
0: and you get their commander, you have to give it back and put it in the command zone. But yet, at the same time, they don't do something like that, because I guess they thought it was too mean to lose your commander that way. Yeah. Um. Sure. But but I remember I remember when this when this rule came out because this was a rules change probably about three four years ago mm-hmm. that that people were just like hey w- when Prayers Grasp came out when that set came when uh when New Phyrexia came out uh, it was one of these things that a lot of people started asking questions about and a lot of people trying to break and we are a podcast for rules nerds and that is one of the more obscure rules yes you will ever come to probably just one. yeah probably just as obscure as what to do with extra turns in
1: grand melee
0: <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk about on next podcast not we talk
1: about the weird fnm yeah. formats grand melee yeah. will be one of the final ones
0: <laughs> It'll be sorry.
1: your final podcast period what, what was it melee? Me- melee 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 no how did i pronounce it's... it he, he was pronouncing Oops. it melee i think melee yeah you
2: you pronounced it porculus porculus
1: yes okay all right i guess we should go over players dying in uh in a multiplayer formats like commander
3: yeah yep there's do a tell, lot
1: cj should definitely do that
3: so, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens when uh when when people die in multiplayer games um if you know if anything that if i die you in know a, in a leave of the game in a multiplayer game anything i own goes away and any control effects I have on things go away. So if I had if I had cast dominate on your creature, right, even though that's not like a control magic that's actually on the card, that control effect goes away, and its previous controller gets it back. I also yep. lose all my stuff that's on the stack that's not represented by cards. So all my like triggered abilities and activated abilities and stuff, anything anything I control goes away, and that's uh, you know. I, and one of the one of the really weird things that happens that, that actually came up the other night is any any continuous effects that I created end immediately. So let's say I detain your creature, and then later in the turn you lightning bolt me and I die. Your creature is no longer detained because I'm not there to put the cuffs on.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, how Would does you... that interact with things like detention sphere and oblivion ring?
3: Ah. Hehe. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important question. So what do you
2: guys think happens? Well, I know what happens. I was wondering yeah. if you know what happens. It doesn't, so it doesn't it happen it, often. No, thing. it doesn't it's happen like often. Honestly, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's just, it's very rare, Yeah, but it's cool. Uh, the answer is nothing happens. Yes.
1: Yeah, not much.
2: It's very sad. The trigger will not go on the stack. Now, this is one of the rare situations where I'm probably not going to intervene if I see players do this wrong. yeah because it's It's... so obscure
1: so basically what's happened is 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 if you control the oblivion ring you're you're dead so you're taking the oblivion ring out of the game it tries to trigger but it can't because you're dead and you would control the trigger and we can't start adding things back on for you because you're gone so right so how does this differ from oh Banisher priest yes how
3: Ah, well that's a like that's a continuous effect oh. that's ending.
0: Oh oh Yep oh. When Banisher Priest enters the battlefield battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until Banisher Priest leaves the battlefield, which Banisher Priest is kind of doing.
3: Yep. So, so if you want to send your opponent's creatures to what I like to call special multiplayer hell, play Oblivion Ring and Fiend Hunter. And not <laughs> Banisher
0: Priest.
1: Uh I got so I got one. Um so we're all playing a commander game and I rise from the grave, Eric's um sliver queen because why not because
3: um, we're both playing sliver we're both playing
1: sliver queen, queen of course and uh, so i have the sliver queen but everyone's very upset about this so they kill me and take me out of the game um my effect on like that sliver queen now it's eric's and it has no control effects on it because i'm dead i was the only one with a control effect on it so what happens to it You guys know
3: it's exiled exiled. Yeah, it also goes to special multiplayer. Yeah,
1: Yeah. because nobody has a control effect on it. So nobody there's no one for it to go back to. So it's just exiled.
0: Yeah, even though it says put it under your control. That's not a control effect. That's just telling you basically where to put it. You know, um, what is
1: CJ's
3: control effect? It just it doesn't exist anymore
1: because it entered the battlefield before. right. Like bri-
0: bribery is a, another classic example where you just search their library and put it into con- put it into play under your control. Okay, yeah, and if you die, the other person who you stole that card from doesn't uh, uh, doesn't get it back. Also, if I bribery CJ Sliver Queen and CJ dies. His sliver queen that I control is going to go away. And if you think about it, that makes sense. because if he dies, he's going to want to go home. And if I'm like, no, you can't. You have to stay (laughs) because I'm using your sliver queen. You have to stay and watch me play for another hour and a half.
1: Yeah. Now, this is different than if uh, Eric played his sliver queen legitimately. I mind control it and then I die. Um, in that situation eric's just going to get it back because he still has the original control of it uh, my effect ends because my mind control is leaving but he still has original control so he'll get it he'll just get it back It won't be exiled in that case all oh, right
0: uh, yeah I don't think
1: what 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 I don't know if that's, a,
0: know if that's, know if that's a control effect i like I don't think that's a control effect. Like like with regard to the layers, like rise from the grave and bribery.
1: I don't think you it mean? is. Uh, I don't think it's a control effect. I think it's anything that interests the battlefield for you is under your control automatically. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like I in the layers. I don't have another it's word the, for it. Okay. It's, yeah,
0: it's not. A, it's not a layered. Of it's not an effect that takes place in the layers. Right. It's just. It's just telling you who's got control of it because somebody's got to. If it just said if it said put target creature into the uh, from from your graveyard onto the battlefield, everyone would be like, well, who gets it? And so that's just answering the question of who gets it.
1: Yeah. So if an effect instructs a player to put an object onto the battlefield, that object enters the battlefield under that player's control, unless the effect states otherwise, and that's just it. So yeah, it's not a control effect. I I just don't have another word for it. I guess control would be. the And this is kind of
2: weird stuff we were talking about that comes up in Commander. Yeah. Yeah.
3: it's, It's. It's a format where it's it's a for, it's a format played very casually by a lot of people who are, you know, just there to goof off and have fun. But then just the most complicated stuff happens in Commander and, yeah. and the phone calls I get are just terrifying. Like, <laughs> like someone casts Commandeer to gain the spell
0: on the stack and then that person is killed <laughs> while that stack is still
3: resolving. <laughs> Jeez. That's wonderful. <laughs> Only in Commander. All
1: right. And if you want to hear more about Commander, but also other things. You can listen to episode fifty nine of Judge Cast where we had Sheldon Minery on because I know we definitely asked some questions about Commander. We could ask him about all kinds of things related to nice. judging, but uh, we definitely had some Commander on there.
3: Yeah, Sheldon is a he's a real real Commander expert. I've played quite a few games with him, and he is he's one of the most like innovative Commander deck builders that I've I've had the pleasure to play with. So if you ever get the chance, I definitely recommend it.
1: So would one of you guys be able to summarize these these French? commander rules oh yeah because i don't actually know them at all if we can do them quick
3: so the french rules are a little different um the banned list is different for one thing they have they have a much uh, a much broader ban list because cards like soul ring which are you know a little more okay in a multiplayer format because while you're getting ahead if you hit it on turn one there's a whole table of people ready to beat you up in a one-on-one game it's a little less um a little less a little more oppressive. And so cards like that are banned. And you start at 30 life instead of 20 because well, there aren't a million people to kill you. And those are the those are the big differences, I think. There's a there's a couple different rules like I think tucking commanders doesn't you can a, a tucked commander goes back to the command zone. I think is one of the rules. It's all on uh the Dual Commander website, Okay. which is maintained by a group of French, uh, I think largely French judges. Uh, Kevin Dupre is, is, is like a multiple Dual Commander tournament winner. So if you want to get crushed by someone in Dual Commander, I recommend him.
1: Definitely. I always want to be crushed <laughs> by someone in Dual Commander. Uh, so we said we'd table this social contract talk until right now, and now we are at right now. So let's talk about it. Speaking of Soul Ring, I wish Soul Ring. I I feel like Soul Ring should just be banned because I feel like any card that should be in every commander deck should just be in none of the commander decks.
3: I agree. It's kind of um, silly. With some exceptions, like Command Tower, is goes in any any commander deck that plays more than one color. Yeah.
1: But, so I, yeah, but, I wouldn't yeah. really argue for it, but
3: right. But like yeah, Soul Ring is just I don't I don't play Soul Ring in my decks anymore because it's just it's not fun. It's not. It's the same reason I don't play Mana Crypt. Although, Mana Crypt, there's other reasons not to play lots of Mana Crypts if you own multiple decks, like sell them and buy a car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey!
0: <laughs> I'm trying to do that. Anybody want to buy some Mana Crypts?
1: Authentic <laughs> oh, Brian Pillman Mana Crypts.
3: Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the sidecar episode of just, like, the Bpril sell list. It
1: <laughs> um, uh, is sell list is every Judge Boyle that's ever come out. Like (laughs) there's just look it up. He has it. That's
0: beautiful. There, there is, there is, there is coming a day where I'm just going to just, and it's very, very soon. My automobile, the air conditioning, it's got like 125,000 miles on it. And the air conditioning stopped working right at the beginning of winter. Uh, so, basically, I got until, like, March to get a new car.
3: Oh, yeah, because you live in a warm place.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so when the AC, when, uh, yeah. All
1: right, social new contract.
0: Are so, social contract. So, this is basically, um, this is probably one of the more contentious, uh, contentious aspects of Commander, which is what's considered acceptable and what's not. What are the douchey plays? What are the mean plays? that kind of thing. Um, And one of the great things about commander is it kind of takes all types. Okay. The, the issue though, is you want to find the type of people that play the type of game that you like to play. Yep. And that's, and that's kind of what the, what the social contract is. If you're, if you're playing in a group of people that are really, really super cutthroat and they really want that F and M promo now. And so they're all playing like turn one, turn two, kill combo decks, then that's, that's what you're going into. So when you come into a new group, okay, kind of feel them out a little bit, you know, it might be, it might take a little bit to get, to get used to their, to their play style. And if you don't like it, you can either try and change it. You might be successful. You might not, or you need to find another group.
3: Yeah, uh, it's tough, but... and there's there's different ways that uh, you know if you play if you're just playing Commander with your friends that you you know that you know just from regular regular life or other parts of Magic, then it's it's pretty easy to figure out what they like. But if you're just sitting down to play at a at an FNM or in a Commander league or in a pickup game or even a a tournament a a, a fill and fire Commander event at a Grand Prix or something. You just have no idea what's coming. It could be, you know, you could be you could be facing like a, a turn two storm deck, or alternatively, you could be up against a group that gets really mad when you cast Armageddon, and uh, it can be awkward. I think you every group should get mad if you cast Armageddon. <laughs> I think it's it's legitimate to get mad about Armageddon if somebody doesn't then win the game immediately.
0: Right. They got they got a they got a. I'm going to I was about to say they got a two turn clock but then I remembered it's commander they got a 3 minute clock <laughs> in the game um but yeah it's like if you sit down if you sit down at a table and you're playing your uh child of alara five color defender deck you know and and you sit down uh, at a table with Omnath, uh, Ural the Mistalker, Rafika the Many, and uh, what is it that uh, that Black Rose uh, person from uh,
3: Marchesa? Yeah,
0: Marchesa. You're gonna you're gonna have a bad time.
3: Yeah, I had a uh, I had a player on Magic Online. Uh, with his he he uh, put a counter on his marchesa with unspeakable symbol which is a real card from scourge by the way um that lets you pay three life to put a plus one plus one counter on something he let his marchesa die and then he cast apocalypse which is two and three red exile all permanents discard your hand so he did that, and then at the end of his turn Marchesa came back into play. Ugh. And I was just like, All right, I am conceding and closing magic on
0: them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're
3: done here. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go play we're gonna go play a different game now. <laughs> I
0: did I did have an amusing with Marchesa. one of the my guy one of my opponents had a Marchesa out, and I had a thada, Adele. Mm-hmm. And normally what I do is when I attack people I steal their soul rings just because Right. Yep. <laughs> but I'm look, I attack one guy and I'm looking through his deck like what interesting artifacts and I find I think the card was called Soul Conduit that lets you pay six mana and swap players' life totals. Yep. So immediately I'm on I'm on the Soul Conduit plan. <laughs> and the guy with Marchesa was just like, wait a second. <laughs> crap, 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 crap.
3: It's awesome.
0: And it made it made for a very interesting game where he was like, if I attack anybody and knock him down low, then he's just going to swap my life totals, and then they're going to attack and kill me. <laughs> everything's so, ruined. That's everything's, everything's ruined. I was so happy. The happiest I've ever been in a game.
3: Yeah, I think the most important part of just like having fun and, and enjoying yourself playing a commander game is just to be ready for anything. And to remember that if somebody combos out and kills everyone that just means you can start the next game sooner and say hey that was pretty cool do you have any other decks that don't do that yeah. and if they say no i don't know and if you don't like that find some other people to play with but it's uh it's it's commander i think at its heart is about sitting down and having fun with your friends and everybody has done the work to like build a commander deck and if it's a in a in a organized group that you play with often, then you they've built a commander deck for this particular environment, and everybody's done this work, and so everybody deserves to get some amount of fun out of it because yeah. that's really the the end goal. Right. Winning is sweet. Winning is obviously sweet, but if if everybody else's deck is designed to to enjoy Magic and have fun, and your deck is designed to take 15 turns over the next 150 minutes uh and all those turns are consecutive and no one else gets turns you might want to rethink what you're right. doing
0: and we're going to we're probably going to see that a little bit because if commander is an FM format and if tos are offering prizes uh for fnm uh, and the you know and potentially the 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 foils there are going to be people who are going to play a little more aggressively, a little more cut, there, maybe even a lot more yeah. aggressively. So
2: tournaments are... You it's need been to... my experience that when you add prizes to a commander event, it stops being as much fun for most of the players. If yeah. somebody decides that they need that prize, and it doesn't matter whether or not anybody else is having fun.
3: There was a uh, there was a commander tournament at a GP a while back, and I won't say what GP or what organizer it was because I think this is, this is a bad story, and I want to be nice. But uh, it was a it was an event where players showed up where some of them knew it was a one v one event and but many of them who had called and gotten wrong information understood it as a multiplayer event and brought multiplayer decks and it was actually a one v one event where the first place prize was a foil set of dark steel mm. and uh, I was made to head judge head judge this because you're the commander guy. And it was the most miserable experience of my judging, judging existence because it was filled half with people who were just totally clueless about what was happening to them. And the other half of the people were just, just mercilessly destroying these people without even, you know, because, you know, this foil set of dark steel is way more important than anything else that's happening right now. It was very, it was very sad.
2: Yeah. It's been my experience that if you try to run, large-scale dual commander events at something like a Grand Prix because of the nature of, of information getting out and not getting out, that's going to happen. Like, people are going to go, oh, it's commander. I'll play my fun deck because it's multiplayer and not realize what they're getting into But people well. called
3: this organizer's yeah. store and were like, hey, your commander event at your GP, is that 1v1? Because dual commander in its current form didn't exist. Is it 1v1 or multiplayer? And the store employees all said, oh, it's probably multiplayer.
2: Oh, it's that sounds terrible. And
3: yeah, it's EDH. That
2: sounds awful.
3: It's EDH. It has to be multiplayer because it was still EDH. And there's 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 other
0: there's other things that people do at GPS too, which which might get into FNM where if the prizes are substantial enough that that two people can split mm-hmm. the prizes then you might end up with it being like two on one on one
3: One of Come the it. best things about the new FNM program is that the amount of promos stores are getting is increasing substantially so if you want to commit promos to something like a commander group you can commit a large number of promos to that commander group and just give them out as per that random to random people as participation promos is is what i would recommend
0: yeah as opposed to the wins
3: yeah right? because collusion at at things like commander tournaments or or the the five or ten dollar fill and fire commander events you see at gps and and star city opens and so on is rampant and with some of the new cards that came out in the uh In these iterations of the commander decks.
0: With the offerings or whatever they're called.
3: Yeah, these offerings that say, you and an opponent get to screw everybody else over. Isn't that great? Um, It it just gets, it gets ugly. But yeah, avoid this. Disincentivize. Make a good prize structure. T.O. cast.
0: Yeah, that's actually, that's actually the T.O., just the prize structure is, I mean, we talk about... You know, prizes change behavior. You can mm-hmm. use you can use prizes or you can encourage your TO to use prizes to encourage the behavior that you want to happen. Yep. So do that. That's a tool. Use it. It's
3: very important. But I think that it's I think overall, while I'm often against like running commander tournaments because of that, because of that, that issue, I think that FNM commander is going to be a really good thing. Because there's already there are already people who are going to be playing Commander at, the, at your store, likely on, you know, they, they probably come in on Fridays to chill out because maybe they don't play the FNM format, but they like to play Commander with their buddies. And it's really nice to support those people and say like, hey, here's something that I can do for you, which is, I think, just really great for, for store communities.
2: I agree. And I think it just depends on the community. And if you are in a community, if you want to have... Commander FNM, talk to your local store and see if it's something they can do, because yeah. it might be.
3: Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm not going to say that my local store is going to run it, because we, you know, we get like 26 people for our standard FNM, and that that fills the store up pretty good. We don't have anywhere to put a commander group, but we, you know, we have a pretty sweet commander night that happens on Wednesdays, and, uh, and just, you know organizing something like that where it's like a for fun thing and you just, you know, people come and goof off and play commander and you know, they, they buy singles and sleeves and drinks and stuff. That's great for the store and it's great for the community and everybody has fun. Hopefully.
1: All right guys. I think we're going to start to wrap this one up. Uh, I think we, uh, we're starting to go a little long, I think, cause you know, judges can talk about commander forever.
3: <laughs> oh yes.
1: Um, I want to touch on a little bit of news. We have a brand new level three judge that is Scott and um, from, I'm sure you guys know where he's from.
2: Uh, he is actually, at the moment, from uh, Idaho. Take it. But uh, he was previously from Oregon, and I think that he might be moving again soon. I'm not sure. Cool. Uh, but uh, he's a he's a pretty awesome guy, and he is huge for building the community out there. So I hope to see good things.
3: Yeah, he's he's pretty fantastic. He's always been really great on the floor of our, our Cascade Fireball GPs. So kudos, Scott, and keep doing what you're doing.
1: Cool. Cool. Uh, We'll skip our emails this episode because we are starting to go a little bit long, like I said. Um, And by emails, I was lying. It's just one email, but we're not going to read it until next episode. Uh, If you want emails, though, you can at uh, judgecast at gmail.com. I almost gave out my personal email there, although it's not like it's hard to figure out. It's just my name at gmail.com. Now everybody knows. Yeah, well, no one can spell my last name right, so I'm still safe. It's like (laughs) traitor. You know, you're just like, I don't. Yeah
2: some consonants uh, is it schrader is that how
1: it's <laughs> if
3: you manage to email cj with a photoshopped schrader's grasp card then uh then i don't know something happens
1: <laughs> something <surprised>. will happen
2: <laughs> spam yeah and then, and then you have to hit uh, and then you have to type prater into your keyboard on the screen and uh and you'd be amazed what happened you say prater into the mirror three times
1: <laughs> <laughs> um you can like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash JudgeCast or follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast. <laughs> Eric, thank you very much for being on.
3: Hey, no problem. You're I
1: love doing this. A command expert.
3: Yeah. And if you uh if you if you like thinking about a commander, check out my, my my column that runs on a, a popular website. No, say it.
1: That's uh, So the next thing I was about it. to say is do you want to plug anything, give out any contact info, anything you want to say?
3: Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I I do a commander column on ChannelFireball.com. It's it's called Raging Levine, appropriately. Nice. Uh, and uh, check that out. Follow me on Twitter at Raging Levine, or check out my Twitch stream. It's uh because I stream a lot of commander these days, which is a good time. You can watch me laugh as I ultimate the new Obnixilus commander and become an unkillable god. <laughs> it's uh, Those cards are good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> all he right. said
2: with some amount of disdain. I don't know. Like... I, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't have printed the fairy, but that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So thanks again for being on with us, Eric. And thanks yeah. again to all our listeners for listening to yet another episode my name is C.J. Trader, and I keep it fair.
2: I'm Jess
0: Dunks. So I keep it fun. And I'm True McClure. You may remember me some from such educational films as 2-3 equals negative fun and Firecrackers, the silent killer.
3: I'm Eric yeah. Levine, and make it stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You might remember me from such celebrity funerals as andre the giant we hardly knew ye, and shimp howard today we mourn a stud. you might remember me from such self-help videos as smoke yourself thin and get confidence stupid i'm Troy mcclure you may remember me from such automated information kiosks as welcome to the springfield airport and where's nordstrom
3: thank you for joining us on mcclure cast